0: God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmar Navarro, and I am your host. Today's topic Are you a couch potato or are you a working ant? The example of the ant in the life of a Christian. Today's bullseye scripture comes from Proverbs 6, verse 6 through 8. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise which, having no captain over sea or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. Are you a couch potato? Are you lazy? Are you slothful? Or are you busy? Are you diligent? And are you working hard to do what the Lord has called you to do? The ant is a diligent insect. It's active. It's quick. Effective. And careful. The true believer is diligent, not lazy. Romans 12, verse 11 says, Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Are you serving the Lord with diligence? Are you doing what the Lord has called you to do daily? Are you taking care of the ministry that God has given to you? Are you fervent in spirit, in prayer, in worship, in praise? In fasting and reading the word of God and meditating on the word of searching the scriptures, are you serving the Lord with gladness? I want to ask you that today. The true believer is not idle in the work of the Lord. First Peter 1:5 through 8 says, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to your virtue, knowledge, to your knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For these things are yours and abound, you'll be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are not idle. The Bible says the idle mind is the devil's playground. It's the devil where the enemy attacks is when you're idle. The Bible says in First uh, Peter chapter five that the enemy is like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. So is, and when you're, the enemy attacks you, when you're not doing what God has called you to do, many times you're, you're not busy doing what God has called you to do, you're not being diligent, the enemy attacks your mind because your mind is not moving. The believer is called to be moving and being active. Yes, there's times for resting, don't get me wrong, but when God has told you to do something, he wants you to be diligent, to be working with your hands. He causes your hands to prosper. He gives you the power to create wealth, so he wants you to prosper. In what you're doing, but you got to be diligent. You got to be able to do what He's called you to do. You cannot be slacking. You have to allow Him also to prune you, to process you. Like here it says, "The giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, and to uh, self-control perseverance. to uh, from perseverance, godliness, and godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness love." For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to be fruitful in everything God has called you to do. If you're allowing him to process your character too. That is another thing that is very important. Another thing about the ant, the ant is perseverant and does not get depressed. Yes. Did you know that? The ant does not get depressed. The believer does not get discouraged. Proverbs 18 verse 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? The believer is called not to be discouraged why because they're in they're encouraged in the Lord like David was encouraged in in, in the Lord when he had nobody around him he encouraged himself in the Lord David would meditate on what God has done many times in the bible the lord would tell him to to remember what God did for them to encourage himself because God brought victory in the past God brought a miracle in the past God made a way where there seems to be no way so he, they were encouraged in what God was doing in their life are you encouraged or what the lord is doing in your life in this time in this season are you are you discouraged because you're praying for something and you're not seeing it but in romans chapter 8 it says hope that is seen is not hope at all but hope that is not seen that is true hope the lord wants you to hope in him and the bible says in romans chapter 5 that those who hope in the lord will not be disappointed you have to wait on god you cannot be discouraged In the book of Isaiah chapter 42, it talks about you will not, you will not nor fail nor be discouraged until you fulfill what God has called you to do. So I want to encourage you today. The believer does not get discouraged. It's strengthening God because when we are weak, his grace is sufficient for us and his power is made perfect in our weakness. The believer should have perseverance. Acts chapter one, verse 14 says, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus Christ. They constantly united in prayer they had a perseverance they had a determination they had a, a, a desire they had a momentum they had a drive they had a passion they had a zeal to constantly be united in prayer and you see in Acts chapter 2 that they broke the, they broke in bread they broke the bread they were united and breaking the bread and reading of the scriptures and searching the scriptures and they grew in numbers and they grew in the fear of the Lord Come on, people of God. Acts 2.42 says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Devoted. Are you devoted and committed to the call of God on your life? Are you? One thing I want to share, I want to go back to this, you know, The believer does not get discouraged. I want to say something. Many times the enemy attacks you because you are a target. It's hard to move a moving target. If you are moving and if you are diligent to do what God has called you to do, the enemy will not be having a bullseye on you all the time. You got to be persevering. You got to be doing what God has called you to do. Let me clarify something. Salvation is not by works so that no man can boast. It's by grace through faith. Let me clarify that. The only works that truly matter in this walk is the the works of Christ that he did on, on, on the cross. He did the works. He finished it. He accomplished it. We walk out in obedience and in love in a place of devotion and worship and intimacy with him to be his helpmate to help the Lord. Yes, God does not need help. He's the creator of everything. But yet he chooses to partner with us, that we partner with him to do what he calls us to do, to be his bride. We are the bride of Christ. So therefore, we are his helpmate. Didn't you know that when Jesus died on the cross and he resurrected, when he was pierced on his side, water and blood came out of him. The side represents just like Adam, who went into a deep sleep. He went into a deep sleep. What came out of his rib? The bride his bride his the woman that was the flesh of his flesh and the bone of his bone his wife was brought to him and his deep sleep was brought to him and that became his wife so the the church came out when jesus was pierced on the side the church came forth the church was born the kingdom on earth The ant works in order their eyes are not fixed on people who are not working do you hear that are you watching what somebody else is doing And if you're watching what somebody else is doing, then you're not busy doing what God's called you to do. Ooh, that kind of hurt, right? You have to be busy in doing what God has called you to do. You cannot be hesitant. You got to do what He has told you to do because He is going to empower you. He's going to give you the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding. He's going to bring the people to help you. He brought Moses, that He said, His presence, God's presence will go with Moses in Exodus 33. But Moses had Aaron to help him, right? In, in Exodus chapter 4, and Exodus chapter 3 as well, you know, that He said, Moses said, I cannot speak, but God said to him, him, who gave man their tongue to speak and their ear to hear? Like, like God, there's no excuses in the things of the Lord. I want to say that again. There is no excuses in the things of God because God will give you what you need. See, it's not by might, neither by power, but by His Spirit. You can do it through His Spirit. So the the ant, come on, you you work in order. The ant works in order, and their eyes are not fixed on people who are not working. Their eyes are fixed on the Lord. Their eyes are fixed on doing what God has called them to do. They're putting their eyes on the author and the finisher their faith. They're putting their gaze upon the Christ. They look up to the hills. Remove, come to help. It comes from the Lord. It's They don't look at another person. They're not coveting what another person has. Many of you are coveting or desiring what somebody else has because you're not content with what God has given you. And you don't understand that what God has given you has been given to you by the Spirit according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You have to use the gift. You have to steward the talents. It's the parable of the talents. You gotta steward what God has given to you You gotta walk in your purpose. You gotta walk in your destiny. I'm speaking to many people right now. Walk in what God has called you to do. Stop being lazy. The ant works in order. The church should work united and not judge. The, uh, the weaker believer. Matthew 7, 1 and 2 says, Do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteousness, superiority, as though assuming the office of a judge so that you will not be judged unfairly. For just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant, so will you be judged in accordance with your standard of measure. You should pass out judgment and judgment will be measured to you. This is the amplified version. If you judge others, you will be judged. And as you, as you judge others with the same measure, you judge others, you will be judged. So you gotta walk in a place of not judging somebody, but seeing them, the final work of the cross. The Bible says that the believer no longer sees people in the flesh, but he sees them through the Spirit. Yes, the Bible does say that the spiritual man judges all things, but we judge with righteousness. We're not going to judge by what our eyes see, neither by what our ears hear. We're not going to be like Samuel when they were choosing the king. Samuel was looking at the appearance, the height, and the width, but God said to him, no, I have not chosen them. I have chosen the one with the pure heart, but God looks at the heart. Man looks at the appearance. Man looks at the height and the width, but God looks at the heart God is looking at hearts in this hour the gifts should be used in a divine order first Corinthians 14 26 through 30 order in church meetings how is it then brethren whenever you come together each of you has a psalm has a teaching has a tongue has a revelation has an interpretation let all things be done for edification if anyone speaks in a tongue let there be two or at the most three each in turn, and let one interpret. Let, let, let them speak, right? But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anyone anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. Why am I saying? Listen to that verse 30 again. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. He's saying, "Well, somebody is releasing a prophetic word, l- listen to the word." receive the word, receive the instruction, the direction, the exhortation, the encouragement, the peace, uh, the, the, the what God is doing in your life, the proceeding word of God, the eternal word of the Lord is being spoken to you through prophecy, so you cannot be distracted, you have to be listened intently, what God is saying to you in that moment, God is speaking, when God is speaking, everyone is silent, the whole Place is silent because God is speaking. The the fear of the Lord comes into a place. The holiness of God, the reverence of God comes into a place. I feel the Lord as I'm speaking right now. It says, but if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. It says, hold your tongue. Even though you might have revelation, even though you might have a prophetic word, let the prophet speak. And then there will be a time that two or three speak, and then judge, and then weigh and measure what was said. Was it truly the Lord? Was it the flesh? Was it the enemy? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from a familiar spirit? It, it's so important, and also with the tongues, it's, it's important because tongues. There's there, there, there's there's those corporate tongues, right? Where there's those tongues where people pray in, to- in tongues that like corporately, but those tongues that 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 that, that is, is a revelation from God to the body, where there's an interpretation. And when, let me clarify this you could speak a short tongues and it could be a big message interpreted you could speak a long tongues long uh, like a timing frame it could be like a, a 15 or 20 minute uh, t- and speaking in tongues and the interpretation can be a, a small message it's an interpretation not a translation okay 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 39 and 40 says, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Why are there churches that don't, that forbid people from speaking in tongues? Let all things be done indecently and in order. Why? Because there's some churches who, who have a disorder when it comes to speaking in tongues. And when it comes to prophecy, there is such a confusion because you don't, they're not, there's not a structure of hearing. And obeying and hearing what the Lord is saying. The ant works with wisdom and manages well their time. The believer needs to steward their time wisely. Ephesians 5 15 through 16, the Amplified Version. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise sensible intelligent discerning people making the very most of your time on earth recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. The days are evil. God wants us in this time and this season to redeem the time. Many of us have wasted time doing many things that we have not seen fruit. We tried it on our own. We tried it with our own plan. We have to surrender our plans and give it to God because His ways are not our ways and His thoughts are not our thoughts. For the plans that He has for us or the thoughts that the Lord has for us are not to harm us, but to bring us to an expected end and hope, to a place of peace, to a place to prosper God wants to prosper you but are you letting go of your plan of what you want how you want things to be structured Uh, are you letting go of how you, you you see things to be you're believing you're perceiving things to be but you're not letting him mold you and shape your life and take you to the destination that he has for you God wants you to steward your time your time is valuable what you have to say to another person what you give to another person whether it be a spiritual gift Yourself and hearing, being a listening ear, hearing the heart, what they're going through, or that they might be venting. Your time is important, your prayer time is important, your intimate time with God is important, your, your your relationships are important, your time with your spouse is important. You have to manage the time that you spend with others. You have to manage your time because God, yes, God brings us to a place that we're so busy, but yet we have to manage our times, and there's times we're gonna say no. I can't minister right now. No, I'm spending time with my family right now. No, my wife or my husband needs me right now. No, my children need me right now. And you have to be able to say no in that moment because not everybody who cries for help is crying for help. Sometimes they're the wolf. Sometimes they're the ones that are uh, they open up a door and they put themselves in that situation. So you have to be discerning. You have to be alert. You have to be wise. I want to encourage you today. I want you to, when you hear this today that you are stewarding the time God has given to you. God gives you 24 hours in a day. What are you doing in 24 hours of a day? Eight of those hours you used to sleep. What are you doing with the rest? Are you praying? Are you reading the Word of God? Are you watching sermons? Are you searching the scriptures? Are you worshiping? Are you praising? Are you ministering to others? Are you working on your ministry? Are you doing what God has called you to do if you have a musical ability? Are you using your gifts and your talents? Use it wisely because God not only gives us time, but the Lord gives us strength to do what He calls us to do daily because it, we're, we're, we're gonna we're, when we pass away, there's no need for that strength. We're resting. We're resting and we're in the Lord. We're going to rest. So the believer speaks in season and out of season. First Timothy four, one through four. Preach the word. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right. And even when it's not, keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or welcome, correct those who are in who are in error in the doctrine or behavior, warn those who sin, exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with exhaustible patience and faithful teaching, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers one after another chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. You need to read the Bible. You need to preach the word. The Bible says, how would they believe and nobody preaches to them? Paul says, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Especially if you're called to preach. Everyone is called to preach. If you're reading the Bible and and the Lord saved you, he delivered you, he blessed you, he did so much things for you. Don't you want to go and testify what he's done? Because our testimony is great, but his testimony is greater. Who is listening today to this? The Lord wants you to preach the word, no longer be silent. This is not a time to be silent. It's a time to cry out in spirit. Now, it's a time to preach. Look, if we are in the times of Noah, my God, the Lord is speaking. If we are in the times of Noah, what was Noah known as in the Bible, in the book of Genesis? The preacher. He was preaching. It's time to preach, people of God. Are you hearing this today? When you have the word of God within you, you can't help but preach. Jeremiah 20, verse 9 says, though I do not make mention of your name speak in your name anymore. Your word becomes a fire. Shut up in my bones and in my heart. I cannot contain it. He has to speak about it. There's an urgency within him to speak about it in the season and out of season. You're, you're, you're ready to have, you have a word. You're seasoned with grace so you may give a reason. Why? To your hope in Christ Jesus, to people who do not know the Lord. The ant stores for their need, works and stores for tomorrow. The believer sows to reap tomorrow. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Now remember this he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to others, will also reap generously and be blessed. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. So you're sowing today and you're reaping tomorrow. Tomorrow could be literally tomorrow, or it can be within days. It could be within months. It could be in different forms. But you're not just sowing. I'm going to do a teaching about sowing. I think my next podcast is going to be about sowing. You're not just sowing financially. You're sowing your time. You're sowing your heart. You're sowing your ministry, your gift. You're sowing who you are. You're serving. Serving is a way of sowing as well because you're doing it from your heart. Here we go. By what you sow shall be what you reap. Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption but he who sows sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life proverbs 22 verse 8 he who sows iniquity will reap sorrow and the rod of his anger will fail proverbs 11 24 and 25 listen to this there's one who scatters yet increases more and there's one who withholds more than is right but it leads to poverty the generous soul will be made rich And he who waters will also be watered himself. I'm going to read that scripture again. There's one who scatters yet increases more. And there's one who withholds. Who are you withholding from? More than is right and leads to poverty. The generous soul, the one who gives, who gives, just gives, 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 gives. is a a gift of generosity like Romans chapter 12 talks about. the giving gift. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will be also watered himself. You're asking yourself why you're dry? Here's the answer. You have not been spending time in the presence of God. You've been not been reading the word of God. You have not been praising and worshiping. You have not been having intimacy with him and you have not been pouring yourself into others. You're so full of yourself. You have to pour yourself into others. I hope this word blesses you today. The ant does not have feelings. Did you know that? Yes. The ant does not have feelings. The believer has a soul that feels. The soul is full of vanity and gets mad. 2 Kings 5, 9 through 12. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elish- Elisha's, and Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman, because, became furious and went away and said indeed I said to myself he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy are not the Abana and the Pafar the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel could I not wash in them and be clean so he turned and went away in rage he had rage and he became furious he was full of himself he was vanity he was full of himself he thought he knew better than the instruction who am I speaking to right now there's people who are listening to me, and you think you know better than the instruction the Lord has given to you. The Lord's giving you an instruction to prosper you. The Lord's giving you an instruction to bless you. The Lord's giving you an instruction of wisdom. The Lord's giving you an instruction to give you the direction of where He's calling you in this time and this season. Stop questioning what you think is better. Do what the Lord has called you to do today in this time and this season. The Bible says, whether you like it or not. Yes, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 42, whether you like it or not, it is It's a blessing if you obey God. It will go well with you. The Bible says in Isaiah, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You eat the fruit of the land. Come on, people of God. The soul becomes restless and despondent. Psalms 42, verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. I'm almost done here. The ant is mighty or powerful. It can carry 50 times what they weigh. The church can do all things through Christ who strengthens her, who's being strengthened by God. Philippians 4 and 13. The church is powerful through the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, that those who hope or wait upon the Lord shall mount up on wings of eagles. They shall run, they shall not be weary, they shall walk, and they shall not be faint. It is not a time to be faint. It's a time to walk in the purpose of God. The Lord is restoring people. Even as you're listening to me, the Lord is empowering you even greater with faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to hear this message today about the ant, how the ant is diligent working for the time it works in the summer so in the when the when the winter comes everybody has the harvest it has food prepared who am I speaking to today I want to tell you today be like the ant stop being a couch potato and be like an ant I hope this message bless you today thank you for tuning in today's marksman prophet my name is Wilma Navarro until next time God bless you I you know, I said, you know. Man?